With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I here on a Wednesday, our midweek podcast. And uh, Sam, my question for you today is if you had to choose from one of the like the fast food restaurants, the burger fast food restaurants, what would you choose? I'm talking McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Uh, keep it to those for now because I don't really count five guys as fast food and stuff like that because you can't really – there's no drive through So what's your choice between those? Oh, it's tough. Between McDonald's and Wendy's, I have Wendy's mm-hmm. like the least, but like because it's kind of the farthest from my house. Yeah, McDonald's is the closest. So when I get it, I usually get McDonald's. But Wendy's is probably my favorite. Uh, McDonald's is good too, though. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's is the closest to my house, so I get that by far more than anything else. Uh, then I get McDonald's, and then yeah, Burger King's probably last for me. But fun fact, my uh. My friend from high school uh, went on a trip and went to every Wendy's in Massachusetts just for fun one summer. Like him really? and some buddies. Yeah, literally. I, I went with him to some of them. Like he split it up. Obviously, it wasn't in like one single trip. But he's been to every Ma- Wendy's in Massachusetts. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting – like a Mr. Beast video. Yeah, literally. It does. It, it was fun though. <laughs> I don't know why he decided to do it. But, you know, it's it's a memory. It's a story now, so Massachusetts. It's like I, I live in Rhode Island, so like yeah. everything yeah. here is pretty close. But like I was just oh, dude, Massachusetts is kind of like wide. No, yeah, it, it, some of them were really far away. Like some of them were out in Western Mass, and it took like a few hours to get to. But how many? Mean, how many were there? I think like oh gosh, I can't remember the exact number. I can look it up. He made a whole Instagram about it, like the Massachusetts Wendy's crew. And now it's like, he was going to do all of them in new England, but he didn't end up doing it. Thank God. Cause that would have been, that would have been something else. There was like 200 in new England. Granted, most were in Massachusetts. Cause I feel like Massachusetts has the most like stuff out of all the new England States. Uh, 94, there were 94 in Massachusetts. I feel so, like, I thought it was going to be way more than that. That would be like 200. Yeah, no, there's 209 in New England, but there's only 94 in Massachusetts. So yeah, I wonder how many Dunkin' Donuts there are. So many. There's got to be. There's got to be three, like hundreds. Let's see. Within like reasonable distance from my house, there's one. Oh my god, there's two, three, four. It's crazy. Four right off the top of my head that I can think of. I think out of the one like in my town alone, I can think of one. Two, three, four. I think four. And I could be missing one, but I think... Yeah, no, I think there's just four. Wait, no, because there's one... I can't... I don't even know. There's at least four, maybe five. I was wondering, like, why why do they need so many? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I mean, it's good. I messed with Dunkin' Donuts, but... 
You drink it's coffee? Just, I do occasionally. It gives me a stomach ache, though. I don't, so I don't, I don't drink, drink it that much. Sometimes I just lean towards chocolate milk and I get that instead. But a ham, a nice ham, egg, and cheese on a croissant slaps. That's right. We were talking about this last time. Yes, yes. Ham or bacon was the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't even like. I don't like bacon, man. I don't. I don't get the hype behind bacon. Yeah, it's just very meh because all the fat and it's like there's too much of a there's too wide of a margin where you can mess it up. You know what I'm saying? Like it can be too crunchy. It can be too. I don't know. But ham's just ham. Like ham is solid. That's why. That's why I like it. Anyways, aside from our, uh, that, I think that started as what Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. Yeah. So, aside from that, uh, Celtics have played two games this week, or I guess you could say uh, edging into last week. But they played two games since we've last spoke. Uh, they're one and one. Uh, let's start with the Trailblazers game and work our way up. So, how do you feel? Just give me your general thoughts on the Blazers game for starters. First half, I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, if they play like this for the whole year, like, they'll win a championship. And then in the second half, I was like, they're really going to lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a perfect summary of that game. I feel like it was less that the Celtics played bad. Like, they didn't play well in the second half, but. Yeah, the I agree with that. Fire, dude. Yeah, was it was kind of unreal. Some of the shots Lillard was taking, and then he was making them, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Him, but, CJ, Gary, Trent Jr., like, what? Uh, like, come on. That was one of the ones he's getting there with Ish Smith and Trey yeah, um, Burke. TJ Warren's having an insane bubble performance. Oh then we God. had 50. How many do you have in the next game? Do you still 30, have 30? 32, and then yesterday he had 34. Jeez. <laughs> he went 6 for 6 and scored 17 points in the first half. It's like... I don't even know what T.J. Warren's on, man. They need to drug test that, man. Anyways, back to the Celtics. I feel like part of it is, in all of the games I've watched so far, the energy on the defensive end starts really high, and we play really solid defense, and then it sort of just like dwindles down as the game goes on. Have you noticed that at all? Is it just me? Uh, yesterday, I didn't really get to watch the full, full game. Like, I didn't yeah. get to get a great look at the first half because I was at work, but... I mean, it really just seemed to me yesterday that Miami was kind of unconscious from three. Like, they were making a lot of shots. Yeah. The Celtics were also doing this thing. It happened in the Portland game, too, where they would go under screens, you know what I'm saying, and leave the shooters yeah. open. So, like, Kelly Olenek and Duncan Robinson, who are snipers, just got open looks from deep. And then when they went to double-team Duncan Robinson, Kelly was open, and they were just draining everything. And then, yeah, there were a few tough shots that uh, Miami made, but, like, a lot of the shots they got were just open threes from behind the arc, which is so frustrating because if you know anything about NBA basketball, you know that if you leave Duncan Robinson open, he's making that shot like a hundred percent. Like I would argue he's the best shooter in the NBA right now. Like the man's ridiculous. Oh God. It's just, I don't know about that. I mean, got guys like JJ Redick still in the league. Every time JJ Redick shoots, I think it's going to go in. Yeah. Uh, man. Duncan Robinson, something else. Whole, like, it's crazy. Some of the stuff he was making yesterday was just ridiculous. Some of the shots he was taking yesterday, it was like Dame type of things. It was like, I watched, um, ironically enough, J.J. Reddick's podcast with Duncan Robinson. And he was talking about how the coaching staff had to tell him to shoot more, right? 
And he's like, this is a bad shot. Why would I take this? He's like, and they're like, no, you need to take these shots. So he'll just take these contested fadeaway three-pointers, and he'll either get fouled and make the shot, or they'll just accept it as, a, as like a mispossession. You know what I'm saying? And he, right. doesn't, he doesn't take twos either. He averages eight threes and one two-pointer a game this season. That's kind insane. of a crazy like way to play. Right? And I mean, hey, it's working for the Heat. They've been they've outperformed expectations this year, I would argue, so I mean For sure. Yeah, they definitely have. All props to them. Uh but I guess something we can talk about that we haven't gotten the chance to talk about. Uh last time we spoke, Tatum was coming off a 2 for 18 performance and he has been much better, I would argue lately, especially against the Blazers. He really got going. Do you think that Tatum needs to perform even better than he has so far for the Celtics to reach that next level, or do you think this is about where Tatum should be in the bubble? Um, it's it's hard to say. It depends who else is doing well. Yeah, like I honestly don't have that many complaints in terms of the offense for the Celtics. I think they've looked pretty solid, especially Tatum and Brown and Kemba. Kemba actually has had some unreal numbers. Yeah, so far he's got forty five yeah. total points. I believe he's shooting. Like sixty percent from three, so like he's playing really well. And if he, mm-hmm. if they can make it so Kemba doesn't have to be the primary scorer, it might be nice. It just, yeah. it's really kind of a feeling out process of like, okay, like who has the hot hand and who are we gonna have to play through tonight? Instead of okay, give the ball to Tatum and get out of the way at all costs. If Jalen Brown's the hot hand, then give him the ball because he has been just as capable as Tatum. He was clutch as ever in the Portland game. He was unreal. Mm-hmm. So, Jalen Brown was crazy in the second half. Yeah, we're watching Jalen Brown really blossom in front of our eyes during this little stretch here. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm I'm really not overly concerned with these games at all right now. Yeah, I think it's just it's still kind of like it's not scrimmages that count, but like it's still in the main goal of getting geared up for the playoffs, making sure you're ready to play whoever you have to play in the first round, which. A lot of people think it's going to be Philly. I don't know. I still think there's a lot of room for it not to be Philly. I don't think so. I think it's going to be. I'm pretty sure it's a lock right now. Like, think about it. I don't think. I don't think the Pacers are going to fall off at all, especially with T.J. Warren playing like this. Uh, unless the Heat jump up over us, I don't think we're catching the Raptors anymore. So oh, they're I, not going to catch the Raptors. That's for sure. I feel play. like. As much as I'd like to face Indiana or even Miami, even though we just lost to them in the first round. I feel like uh, I, it's going to be Philly. I think it's locked. I don't know. But anyways, I feel like in a way, uh, last night, uh, when we were recording this, guys, the Heat game was last night. So last night, Jimmy being out, Jimmy Butler hurt us because I feel like the Celtics kind of relaxed a little bit. And that Heat team is like this gritty grind team that just doesn't stop moving. And so when we slowed down for half a second, Bam Adebayo would get a rebound, or Duncan Robinson would just nail a three, or Iguodala or Crowder would hustle down the floor and do something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we just we eased up a little bit, which is will kill you in the NBA. I don't know. Well, that's, what, that's what I saw. We've said it time and time again on this show. Mm-hmm. The Celtics play down to or up to their competition. So last night they played down and they lost. Because yes, I don't know – what goes on, but they just don't bring it sometimes. Especially mm-hmm. anytime someone's injured, or even when they get up big, like like the Portland game. I don't even feel comfortable when they have a big lead. I'd rather yeah. them like play from behind. To be honest, I think they're better at it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Speaking of uh, just disappointing, I, I lost forty dollars last night in sports bets 
It, it was such a disappointment. I was so upset. Are you a betting man? You're betting man. Uh, I don't bet sports, but I'll like play uh, the casino and stuff. I got you. I got you. Well, let me let me run you through the bets I made. First of all, I bet on the Clippers, right? And did you see what Devin Booker did? Didn't he make some crazy shot? He made a crazy fadeaway contested by Paul George mid-range to win the game. That pissed me off. I bet on Ricky Rubio to get over 20 points because he had 16 going into the fourth quarter, and I figured, yeah, he's going to score four more. That's a good bet. Are you live bet it? Yeah, and Devin Booker didn't pass to him at all, so that flopped. And then I bet on Jason Tatum to get over 25 points, and guess what? He was one bucket short. And then I bet on the Celtics because, you know, they had great odds, and I was feeling a rally, but it didn't happen. So, they almost came back. They did, and it was almost a really good bet because I would have won I, a ten dollar bet would have won me thirty three bucks. So it was a good value, but in the end, it, it fell flat a little bit. The Devin Booker one really dug a knife into my heart, but it is what it is. Speaking of Devin Booker, what are the Suns on in the bubble? Why are they just winning? Like how? How many games out are they right now? They're not many. They're a lot behind. Like. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think they'll be able to climb everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? But they're not that far I don't think they have to. I'm pretty sure they said uh, that if you're within four games of the eighth spot, you get to play in. I thought that that was wrong. I thought that was just the ninth seed. Oh, maybe it is. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think that's just the ninth seed. I'm really hoping Memphis drops. Mm -hmm. Jaron Jackson got hurt. He's Mm -hmm. out for the season. That Memphis pick could be in the lottery. Facts. Mm Mm-hmm. Facts. The Grizzlies are currently one and a half games ahead of the Blazers, uh, and the Suns are two teams down, but they're only a game and a half behind the Blazers for the nine seed. So it's not impossible. But in between them is the Pelicans, who are a game back, and the Spurs, who are half a game back of the Blazers. So it's a tight, tight race, and the Spurs have been playing really well, like two. So I think the only team that I would count out is the Kings, and even them, they've been playing decent. They're just like they don't have a team around here in Fox, so it's tough. I don't know. The the West battle is very interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to think. I mean, as much as I want to see like some surprise team, I think the Blazers are just gonna roll through it. I think with Nurkic, they're just ridiculous. I think they like, deserve to be there. Yeah, hundred doubt. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of like someone I would take over the Blazers, but I just think they're by far the best team out of that bunch that's trying to play in. Did you yeah, catch I, the Nets game? Sorry, I cut you off. But did you catch the Nets game yesterday? No. They beat the Bucks. <laughs> they beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks. I'm such a bad host. I don't watch any games. Except no, it's fine. I caught the end of it. It was crazy. Timothy Luawu Cabarot scored 26. People are. Uh... Starting to doubt the Bucks a little bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've granted, seen it everywhere. Yeah, granted, Celtics Giannis should have beat him. Yeah, for sure. Giannis played 15 minutes, so it's it's not like a real oh, win. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, but not as not as drastic as still. I, I would argue that the Bucks bench is better than the entire Nets roster. So <laughs> the Celtics lose tonight, we're gonna have some problems. Kemba's not playing, but yes, shouldn't have lost last night. But like I said, they play down to their competition, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lost, but I'll be pretty pissed if they do. For those listening and for you, Sam, uh, the Nets' starting lineup as of late has been Tyler Johnson, Garrett Temple, uh, Timothy luwawu Cavaro, Rodians Karuch, and Lance Thomas at center, who is uh, six foot eight. So um, 
if we lose, I'm going to be very upset. Should be a big game for yeah. Tatum and Brown. I, I just get excited to see them mm-hmm. play, man. I don't know. I'm so pumped about what we've seen from them both Yeah, recently. I've Tatum was good yesterday. He shot over 50%. He was efficient. Brown had a double-double, 18 and 10. And even Kemba has been – Gordon Hayward is another guy that has been really yes. good. Yes, his shot has looked so nice. Like it, it just looked like pretty off of the hand. You know what I'm saying? Like it just looked like it's going in every time. Yeah. So we could see a big game from Gordon Hayward tonight. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna with Kemba not in. He's gonna get some time facilitating, handling the yeah. ball. Yeah. Something exciting to watch for. Did you catch the fourth quarter at all yesterday? Celtics team. Yeah. Yeah. So. My question to Brad Stevens. So Marcus Smart obviously fouled out in the third quarter. That's a problem within itself, but it's okay. Jason Tatum was in foul trouble. So why would you – this was the lineup I remember seeing on the floor for the majority of the fourth quarter. It was Brad Wanamaker, Jalen Brown, Romeo Lankford, Semi Ojale, and Ennis Cantor. That's just – it's not the lineup I want to see. Like I understand you need to spread the minutes out a little bit, Minutes like restriction it, for Kemba, Tatum's in foul I mean, trouble, Smart's out. I mean, there's not that many other options. The only argument you could have is why is Tice not in there? I'd ha- I'd I thought hate- Cantor played okay yesterday. I'd he rather- had some stupid things that he did, but he Cantor was well. pretty big on the yeah. offensive glass when they needed him. Yeah. And, I mean, Semi hasn't been great. He wasn't great yesterday. He no, he played shots. bad. He played bad. But I, I I like the way he has been playing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like he could be a good piece. And I feel like Brad trusts him. Brad's big on the veterans. I don't think he plays the young guys a lot in the in this setting. But yeah, no, my question was where was Hayward? Like I know you wanna you don't want to play him too many minutes, but like That is a good question. We're getting killed by Adebayo and Olinick and Robinson. Just stop the bleeding with something. Brad Wanamaker's been really solid in these games too. No complaints with Brad. See, I'm the opposite. I really don't I've been getting pissed watching him. I don't like that he doesn't pass the ball as much. I'll, okay, I'll say yeah. this though, his shooting has been good. Yeah. That's he's the been one efficient. Thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's someone that should be playing the off off guard. He shouldn't be handling the ball, maybe. I don't True. know. No, yeah, no, I like that. He, he doesn't have any kind of vision, man. Like I'm watching some of these games and I'm 100%. like, why is he not giving the ball up? Like these guys are open, especially on the break. He That's hates passing say. the ball on the break. I don't know why. Yeah. He just ends up taking it to the hole or, like, taking a stupid mid-range. He just needs to pass the ball up and then go sit in the corner or something. Like, if he could – yeah, like you were saying, if he could play the off guard and just hit threes and run the plays, even if he gets, like, some ball handling time, it's just, like, just don't let him bring it up the court. It's like it's like Marcus Morris. Whenever Marcus Morris got the ball in previous years, yeah. you know he was – like a vacuum. Literally. <laughs> The black hole, dude. That's what my family used to call him. Like, literally, if he gets the ball, he's shooting it. You're not going to see that ball again. It's just gone. So, it's just we need to get the ball out of Wanamaker's hand sometime. As as good as he is, it's just it's not the best. I don't know. A lot of people are down on him on Twitter, man. People have been yeah. hating on him all year. Yeah, I know. It's tough. I like him. I think he's a good dude. I think he plays well. He's efficient as hell, which is what I like to see. I'm a big efficiency guy. That's my favorite stat in the world. If you can shoot the ball efficiently, then I love you. And that's what Yeah, I feel like missed shots can be almost as bad as turnovers. So I'm with you on that I agree. And he has the highest free throw percentage uh, out of any player who's played 100 games in NBA history. So that I, I like that. 
<laughs> I like that a lot. <sighs> Especially with the Celtics team, who just loves missing free throws in the bubble, apparently. Oh, we missed a lot of free throws yesterday, no? We missed five, which isn't that bad. But I, I'm pretty game. sure we, we missed – literally, yeah, it is. We missed eight against the Blazers. Yeah, that that was frustrating to watch. Yep. And then the Bucks we missed. Let's see. The Bucks we missed seven. So, not great. Definitely not great. My friend lost a bet on, um, I think it was, what's today? Wednesday. He lost a bet on Monday because uh, of a free throw. Did you catch any of the, or hear anything about the Spurs-Sixers game? No, but actually, I saw Joe Murray, former guest of our show. Yep, he tweeted out that like Tatum missed a free throw at the end of the Blazers game, and it like screwed the spread, and he was pissed. Ah, uh, yes, I did see that. That was funny. That was rough. Tatum missed a big free throw, but the one I'm referencing is so the Spurs are up by a point, yeah, and there's under 24 seconds left, so the Sixers have to foul. They found Derek White, who goes to the line. And misses the first free throw. He makes a second and the Spurs are up two. The Sixers inbound the ball on the other end and Shake Milton drains a three with six seconds left and the Spurs lose the game because they couldn't put anything back up on the other end. So a free throw not only cost the Spurs the game, but also lost my friend money. So he was pissed. And he went on a rant and going, if you're getting paid millions of dollars to put the ball in the hoop. How come you can't put the ball in the hoop when it's a free shot? It's literally a free throw. And he was, he was just pissed. And so I thought that was super funny. And it spoke to me because the Celtics have always struggled making free throws. And it's just it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough look for professional basketball players. I don't get it either. Especially guys that shoot, like, yeah. really poorly. Like, Adebayo missed a ton of free throws yesterday. Like, yeah. It's really not that hard. It's not hard to make free throws. No. And it's one thing, like, I kind of understand centers because they don't have to shoot the ball in general. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when I see a guard. Today's like, game, you really do have to. Yeah. Everyone I, shoots. I but I don't he, get the He won guard. the skills contest, if I'm not mistaken. Bam he won did. the skills contest. So, like, you should be skilled enough to knock down a free throw. He's yeah. one of the most skilled big men in the game, if not the most. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you're right. He was 11 for 18. Wow, he missed seven. That's not good at all. No, yeah, but I'll never get the point guards who can't make free throws. Like Lonzo, he's shooting great from three, but he's shooting like 50% from free throw. That's just unacceptable. That's ridiculous. Look at Rondo. Yeah, but he could never shoot anyways. Like, I'm talking about the guys who can shoot threes and they can't make free throws. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay. No, but Ron- – no, yeah, no, facts though. Rondo's a point guard. Like, make your free throws. Like, centers kind of have had a pass in the NBA, but if you're a point guard and can't make free throws, like, what the fuck? What are you doing? That's just absurd. It's it's literally free. It's a free throw. Ugh, I can't talk. I can I couldn't be in the NBA, but I can make a free throw. I'll say that. Anyways, speaking Ugh. of Bam, there's been a ton of Bam to the Celtics going around yeah. on Twitter. I a have ton of it. That. It's because the Heat said they're not picking up his option this year, right? Yeah. Oh my god! And we to- we spoke to someone about it, and they were saying, "God, who did we talk to about this?" Maybe it was just us, and we were talking about it. And yeah, um, I think so. You said they can still like sign him 
you know, he's a restricted free agent. So yes, yes, the Heat can because I, my theory is that they're not going to pick his option up this year. They're not going to sign him to an extension this year. That way, they'll have all the money in twenty twenty one free agency to go out and try to sign Giannis or one of the big names, and then they'll just match whatever offer he gets. Sort of like when uh, the Kings offered Zach Levine a big contract and the Bulls matched it immediately. I want to know why Miami thinks Giannis wants to go play there. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have a solid team, but, like, I don't know. Like, this was, like, a thing, like, last year. Yeah, I don't know. And they really didn't have a good team at all. Like, I was just, it's just certain a, things makes me so angry. Like, just like Knicks city. fans, like, they think everyone's going to go play for them. Like, why would anyone want to go play for the Knicks? Why, why does anyone think that Madison Square Garden is, like, that special of a place? <laughs> I, I don't get it. It baffles me. I don't get it. It's just the cities. Like, it's New York. It's Miami. It's Los Angeles. Like, the big cities that are either, like, like New York's the mecca for basketball or just, like, a really nice, hot city. You know what I'm saying? It's just Yeah, no, it is. But I don't understand why people put that much hype behind Madison Square Garden. Yeah. In no, terms of true. being a basketball arena. Uh, the Knicks have won two titles. Like, it's not a special <laughs> place for basketball. Like... Like Staples, maybe because the Lakers have won the guard, the Boston Garden for sure. I think should be like the top place. Yeah, no, great what? atmosphere. What should be the top yeah. place? TD, you say? Yeah, yeah. No, because I mean, maybe not TD, but like definitely the old Boston Garden for sure. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Just the energy, but <laughs> I feel like a lot of players just don't like coming to Boston, so. I don't get it. I, like, that's just something I just don't understand. Like, you have a chance to play for a great franchise, great fans. Like, they always bring it. Yeah. I, like, I don't understand, like, what makes, like, people think, like, the Knicks are special. Like, they're not. They're a history of losing. I mean, hey, the Celtics have gotten more free agents than the Knicks in the past few years, so. No, I mean, they have. More but, big like, like, last summer, like, everyone was saying KD was going to go to the Knicks. Like, why would he want to go to the Knicks? Yeah. I don't Nobody know. wants to go to the Knicks. I mean, I understand why he went to the Nets. They had, like, first of all, he could team up with Kyrie. He could have teamed up with him in, in like, New York. But why would you want to team up with R.J. Barrett, Frank Nilekina, and, I don't even know, Mitchell Robinson, when you have Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris? You know what I'm saying? Like, a good backup core there. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't – I mean, I feel like that's, like, a big wake-up call for people, like, that are Knicks fans. Like, yeah. Like you had an opportunity to sign those two guys, you got the two teams were in the same situation, and like they went to the other team in New York. They yeah. didn't go to the Knicks. They went to the Nets. That sucks. I feel like that that has to be an eye opener for them. Like yeah, no, you you ain't shit. <laughs> and like I, I, so. I genuinely don't understand why Knicks fans are entitled. Like if you go on Twitter, they act like they are like part of the elite, and no, they're yeah. not. The Knicks, the Knicks are, the are most... like a poverty franchise. Like, I, if you told me you were a Knicks fan, I would pity you. Mm-hmm. I'd feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Just I look mean... at Stephen A. Smith, the poor man, friggin' <laughs> he has to, like, cry on national TV. Yeah, no, it's, it's – I can't imagine being a Knicks fan. I feel very privileged to be a Celtics fan. But the Knicks are actually the most valuable franchise in all of basketball. Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't understand why. New York, man. New York, New York. I don't get it. They're, they're like, Dolan's not going to sell the team. No. Like, no, I hate the Lakers, but, like, why Why are the Lakers not more valuable than them? They're in an e- arguably a bigger market. They're better more city. successful. They have a better history. 
They have better colors. Yeah, the Knicks jerseys are just... I mean, orange is my favorite color, so I kind of like them. But they should be doing so much more with that colorway. Like, I... Getting into the jersey aspect a little bit. Just like... I don't know. The Knicks are just bad at everything. Literally everything. What's the Knicks jersey that you have? Uh, R.J. Barrett, just because he was a rookie. And I was like, I don't like like anybody else on the team. Like, who else am I supposed to get? Well, I was just curious. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I guess I could get like, got like a Patrick Ewing or something, but RJ Bear was Patrick Ewing from Massachusetts. Maybe I, I think, think he is. I I or he went to high school in Massachusetts or something. I know he went to Georgetown. Let me look this up. Don't look it up. I want to figure it out. Oh, okay, but no, yeah, I, I get what you're saying with the um with the uh, the Knicks. They're just it's just because of the city they're in. New York is just where basketball came from, and so everyone wants to play there. New York, New York, like. And if you can bring a title to the Knicks, then you're gonna, your legacy is just going to skyrocket, right? Like, he went to high school in Cambridge. So, yeah. He, yeah. He, okay. That makes sense. Oh, man. I had a question for you coming on today. Be ready for it. You ready to spice okay. up the conversation? All right. Might not be too difficult, but I feel like there's a few answers you could go with. You're starting a franchise today, right? Simple question. You're starting a franchise today. Who's your first pick? Oh, it's hard. Giannis is like 25. Luca's yep. still young. Yes, exactly. Probably one of those two, to be honest. Yeah, I would Maybe agree. Luca. I feel like Luca's more skilled than Giannis is. Yeah. But then, like, at the same time, like, I mean, Giannis, Giannis has showed that he is, like, working to be a better shooter. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not like a Ben Simmons who, like, has had the same issue in his game for years and, like, it's not really changing, even though he has made a little bit of a – you know, effort to try, but like, you know, he, he could take more threes, but he just doesn't. Giannis yeah. will take the shot if it's there. Yeah, exactly. That but that has to be the answer. I mean, Giannis I guess like, if you want to pick someone in their prime, you, I'd pick know. Kawhi. I'd pick Kawhi if I had to pick somebody in their prime like right now. Yeah. That's not a bad one. Just cause he just won. He's coming off a title. Like as much, as good as LeBron is, like he and he is dominant right now. As much as you hate him, you got to you got to admit he's dominant right now. I think he's Kawhi played poorly just, in the bubble, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's had a rough few games, but overall, dominant my ass. I think it's ridiculous. You got to respect this at least. The fact that he's still playing at this level at what 35 is kind of like unheard of. Hold on. Come on. That's Hold crazy. On. Yeah, yeah. Jordan was 35 and 98. 21. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm, I don't know, man. I just think LeBron is... Well, fine. Fine. No, Unheard I'm of. being petty. Like, no, he... I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, he's ridiculous. He's leading the league in assists, too, which is crazy. I didn't think he'd average 10. Actually, I did average 10. I put out an article at the start of the year, and it was like... Uh, one bold prediction for every team. It was LeBron James is going to average 10 assists. So I'm kind of well pat pat myself on the back for that one. What's it uh, called? Well, he's he's got, like, good pieces around him now. Like, Anthony Davis is, like, leading the team in just about everything. Like, he doesn't have to do it all right now. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Davis is good, too. I don't know, man. Still just... puts a smile on my face that he missed the playoffs last year. Yeah, that's funny. I think that was good. A little, a little ego check for him. Uh, do you think the Lakers are coming out of the West, or do you still think it's the Clips? I, I think it's the Clippers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
who who was it that made a good point instead of what was it Smartwater? We were talking about the Blazers. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The Blazers were Western Conference finalists last year. I mean, you really, if yeah. they get in, like, they could make a that, run. That first round series is going to be something else. Do you think they could take down the Lakers? You know, I don't really know. I mean, I, I feel like they got better than they were last year. Yeah, uh, in terms no, of I, I it, when they're so. actually healthy. Ah, it's tough. I mean, who's going to guard LeBron though? I mean, yeah, I don't think they have anybody for that because. I remember the big talk going into Sunday was that, like, no one's even going to be able to stay in front of Tatum or check Tatum. So, you know, LeBron plays the same position. So that's a problem for them. But, I mean, I guess the answer to that is who's checking Damon CJ? Exactly, yeah. Especially because Avery Bradley's Bradley's not playing. Rondo's not playing. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting matchup, but like they have, at least they have Nurkic for Davis, right? Like that's one matchup they yeah. can they can count. Nurkic on. is big. How tall yeah, is he? He's, he's seven foot dude. three, seven no, foot. No, he's seven feet exactly is what he's listed as. I feel like centers have gotten progressively smaller again. Yeah, so like being that big makes him look like bigger than hundred percent. He's also just super strong and like he's not fat, but he's like a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's a beefy dude. Yep. So he just puts up these crazy stat lines. And, like, as as good as it is that Whiteside leads the league in blocks, he's just, like, I hear this all the time. He's continuously out of position. Like, he will go to any length he needs to get his stats, to get his blocks, and just doesn't care about defense. He's a bad defender who just gets a lot of blocks. Does that make sense? Like, Nurkic, yeah, it sounds like Robert Williams. Yeah, exactly. Nurkic <laughs> be is with you. infinitely better than uh, an infinitely better fit, at least than uh, Hassan Whiteside for that Blazers team. So the fact that they're playing so well with him back doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know if we talked about this on Sunday. Yeah, you, you know, like they have all the messages on the back of the jerseys, of course. Yeah, and like there's one that like some players will have that says how many more, like yeah. how many more people have to die. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like that's a really bad message to have on the back of a jersey because underneath that message is a number. So yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I've seen those memes. Oh, my God. I don't get it. Like, the, the only people that should be wearing it is or number zero. Like, Damian Lillard has it. All right, yeah. cool, man. Like, z- zero, that works, right? Like, if it, it's, like, 14, it's like, oh, boy. Like, that's – I hope I'm not one of those. Well, not me, but, you know, like, I hope I'm not one of those 14. Exactly, yeah. It's definitely an interesting choice, especially with the number, for sure. Something I saw that was funny was Paul Millsap has vote on his, right? And you know how they added like their name under it now? Like they have oh, Vote Millsap. Yeah. yeah like, and his number is four. It's four. So vote oh, for Millsap. That's fire. <laughs> Which is really you funny. Think they're gonna sell jerseys with the messages on them. I doubt it. I don't because I don't think I don't think the NBA would do that because I feel like there'd be a lot of backlash. Like, oh, you're just profiting off these guys trying to be like like help the cause and stuff. I feel like they'd just get a lot of backlash. I personally think it would be really cool. I think they look really cool. Especially like yeah. They have the message on the top, the name on the bottom. I feel like that would be something like, say the Celtics won on a run, like, and they won, right? Like, they won the championship. Yeah. Having, a, like, a Black Lives Matter jersey that has Tatum on it would be, like, really cool. No, yeah, it'd be rare, too. It'd be like, like, yeah, it would be, like, a collector's thing. It would be a memorabilia from, like, yeah, no. champ. You know, like, you would know it's from that run, which would probably be special because, you know, the Celtics aren't exactly favorites. Yeah, yeah. I will say, 
you know, it's be a good idea. NBA, I know you're listening to this podcast, so you can feel free to steal this idea. The NBA should sell the jerseys and give the profits they get to the like Black Lives Matter charities and everything. That yeah, would be perfect. Do it. That would be perfect. You know, I know I'm gonna tweet that right now as we're recording this because, like, like yes, selling the jerseys would be sick, and I would buy them because I feel like that'd be it's just a very unique jersey. It's supporting the cause, but if the NBA profits off it off of it, that's kind of a bad look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, what was something like people? Were, oh, uh, oh yeah, when Kobe passed away, people were saying like 2K was going to release a card and they were going to make money. Yeah, off it. yeah, yeah. So they have the video boards around the uh, the court, and you can like do the zoom thing, right? Yeah, and. I saw on Twitter this week, like, a girl bought into it and, like, she had her boobs out. Yes! The heat one. Didn't you send that to me? Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, my God. Was that photoshopped? It might have been photoshopped, but it could very, very, like, likely happen. Yeah, no. Because I feel like they don't have too much of a filter on it. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. No, yeah. It it might have been photoshopped, but I, I wonder what the worst thing like you could do with your zoom camera is for a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like that's probably up there. That, that's sure. gotta be up there. Nudity. I mean, not to get too dark, but they could put some pretty, pretty disgusting images on the board. I don't want to say anything cause I'm not trying to get canceled, but they could put some pretty controversial and topical things up there. If you know what I'm saying? Like they could, yeah, they could put I'm not whatever message say they want. Yeah, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get canceled, but I'm, I'll text you right now what I'm thinking. Like, Sure, yeah. we're on the same page. But, like, you could also like, imagine, oh, man, that's crazy. Like, I'm surprised. They, I mean, they must have some kind of solution. Yeah, there's got to be people, what? like, checking in before they let them, like, like, before they let people log in and put show their face, there's got to be a filter of some sort. Well, like, if you're going to, like, flash the camera like you could just have your face and then like once they let you through you could do it yeah exactly so i mean that's that's why the i don't really is. pay attention to the video board so like i feel like you really got to be looking for it yeah but, like if someone finds it obviously post it it'll blow up yeah no i i do feel like that i the one time i did enjoy it was when paul pierce was on the jumbotron and then deuce was right behind yeah them. they had paul pierce and yeah that was sick Oh, man. I don't know. And then Bleacher Report posted a picture of Paul Pierce and then cut out Deuce and all the Celtics fans and the mentions were pissed. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, they cut Deuce out. Surprised, like, they didn't do the opposite, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I feel like Dude, people hate Paul Pierce. I know. It's so funny, but so sad. He should. He, those takes were bad. I can't even defend him on those takes. It's his job, man. I, he, I honestly think that's the worst thing he ever did. And I hate ESPN. Like... I don't know. I just don't think it's like he should have went to the local station. They probably pay him more money, but he'd be so much better fit for NBC Sports. But you could probably replace Tommy, to be honest. I mean, I think Scal does a great job, but like if you really wanted, like you know, like a quote unquote legend to be yeah. the color guy and be biased, he'd fit right in. I agree. I feel like Perk would be good too, but Perk's just kind Perk of would be great. Perk Perk's is hilarious. I love him. Him and Scow would make a dominant broadcast. I love when he's on the games with Scow. <laughs> so funny. Especially because they started having him like Scow, Mike Gorman, and Perk. 
Just yeah. like they were like, we just want Park on here because he's funny. Like it's so good, so perfect. Speaking of NBC Sports Boston, they got rid of Abby Chin and Sherrod is leaving at the end of the season. I saw that. What the hell? Why would you I don't understand why they did that. That's terrible. No, yeah, I don't. Everyone loves Abby. Abby's been with the team at least since when Brad Stevens started. Yeah, dude. What? She's been great. I she's everyone seems to like her. She she's knowledgeable. She does a good job with her sideline report. She's funny. Yeah, I, I was pissed to see that. And then he said Sherrod Blakely's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, he's going to be a professor at BU actually. Oh, that's, that's what crazy. I saw. I mean, at least that's, that's he's good for him. To do something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm I'm really bummed about that. They yeah. they all seem to get along. She seems to get along with Mike Gorman well, Scal. Like they all have good chemistry. Yeah. And like she was working the game against the Blazers too, wasn't she? Like she was working the other day, and then now she's yeah. gone. She was, yeah, in the studio. I wonder if she showed up yesterday, and they were like, "Yeah, you're done." That's so upsetting. It says it was layoffs too. Like I don't think they fired her. Fired her. They just said, "Hey, like we don't have like enough money." I know. It's so upsetting, dude. She was At first, so I thought she said something or like so, did something to get canceled or whatever. I know. NBC tweeted um, yesterday, if the Celtics come back in the second half, who do you think is going to be the guy to spark the rally? And all the mentions, like everybody. Every yeah, Abby Chin. Yep. Abby Chin. That's how I found out. Like I saw someone mm-hmm. quote tweet it and said like like the, the person you just got rid of. And I was like, who did they get rid of? And then it was Abby. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Super upsetting. There were tons of layoffs. Like 22 people got laid off, I read. Crazy, crazy. Not gonna be I'd very be so easy. mad. Like, imagine if you had like a nice job like that. Like, you finally got like your goal, like in this industry, and like yeah. they just lay you off. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, and everyone else was saying this that like she's gonna get hired somewhere like right away. Oh, she yeah, does no. great work. She'll get a job. She's good. But I hope that's really disappointing. I, I'm really disappointed in that decision from them. Who's gonna do sideline reports now? Yeah. Uh, Draper. In all honesty, I think they have a really great crew. They do. They work. really do. It's just they, upsetting. You know, Mike and Scal and Tommy are great. Kyle good Draper's good at halftime. Yeah, Kyle's great. Sherrod is good with Kyle. Scal does everything. Man's everywhere. He's commentary, halftime, post game. Then obviously our guy Max. Max Letterman's great. Yeah, Max producer. I don't know, man. I just don't agree with their decision to get rid of Abby. I was worried they got rid of Max for a second when I saw yeah, that. I was, like, I was I very upset. Max. At least that didn't happen. That would have been riots. Like they can't get rid of him. He has like a whole like culture wave of like people. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's like the father of weird Celtics Twitter. And, like, very popular. People love him. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not challenging them, but I don't think they could get rid of him. Very... Very stupid decision, I think, to get rid of Abby. But, you know, st- stuff happens, I guess. Something else I wanted to talk to you about. The war on Daniel Tice. Have you been That was bad. Yesterday was so bad. What was yeah. it, the out-of-bounds thing? And it was so clearly hit the line, and then the Celtics yes. had to use the challenge on it? Literally. They didn't – I don't think they ended up using – no, they did. Yeah, you're right. They, they had did. to use the challenge. Ridiculous. And then there was a play later on. I was, like, thinking to myself, damn, like, it would have been cool if they could have challenged that. What was it? Yeah. It was like uh, Crunch time too, like I remember exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of the play. Um, it was like, wasn't it a charge call? They called on someone off, like Ojale, something like oh, that. Oh no, no, it was the Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, um, he bumped into Kelly Olynyk, and Kelly Olynyk like flailed and fell, and they called yes. him a charge, and that would have been yes. an and one if they reviewed it probably. And then Gordon Scott got was pissed. 
Yes, and then Hayward got attacked because he was complaining and got pissed. I've never seen Hayward that angry in a game. Yeah, he doesn't seem like an angry, angry dude. So that was. I mean, surprising. I don't blame him. It was a terrible call. Yeah, I agree. So, but no, the war on Titans. The Bucks game was the worst, though. I think by far that was ridiculous. Giannis punched him in the nuts. He literally yeah, punched I mean, you him. You can't. As far as last night goes, you can't blame the refs. Celtics should have been better, but in that exactly. game, I mean, I, I still think you can't really blame. The, I don't not. I don't like to blame the refs. Yes, I but hate it was blaming just the refs because Celtics can always play better. But like in that game, like there was some obvious stuff that like they just dropped the ball. Yeah, I know. I can name three things. I wrote about it in my article. Three things. One was the missed goaltending on Hayward. That was huge. that was bad, especially because the Bucks went down the other end of the floor and nailed a three. That's a five-point swing. Scout pointed out, five-point swing right there. Then Giannis had five fouls, and he tried to get over the screen and punched Tyson in the nuts. That should have been a six. He should have fouled out right there. But they didn't call anything, first of all. Then they went to the replay. for They, they were checking for a hostile act. So I, that in my mind, that should be at least a common foul, right? But no, they come back with nothing, which is absurd. Absurd. Then... Giannis playing with technically what should be six fouls at that point. Then comes down the other end of the court. They call the charge, and then they, like, redo it. Like, they undo it. And that's a three-point Well, the last right two minutes you can review. They review everything. And they, they made the right call. I mean, when you, once you jump, the person should be set. I think that's what the rule is. Even though the way they justified it was really bad, which they've been talking about in the broadcasts. Like, they're making fun of it. They said, like, the gather. But yeah, like once, once you jump, I'm pretty sure the guy, the defender cannot. No, because I have a fucking uh, a rebuttal to that. That so the gather right? Then how come they're gonna call uh, a, a charge or uh, something? Something got called on Hayward because he gathered and then took two steps or something. Like that's a gather. So why wasn't Giannis's? Like w- what's the gather rule? The gather thing is so stupid to no, me. No, I I agree. I don't think I think the gather thing is poorly worded. I don't think that that's not what the actual rule is. The actual, what they were trying to say is you cannot be shifting while the person has jumped. Okay. Once you jumped there, because once you're in the air, there's nothing you can do as, as a offensive player. When you're in the air, you can't control really any kind of stoppage momentum or anything. So that's the rule. When Giannis jumped, Marcus was still moving out of the circle. I mean, the other way i think i said when marcus jumped no yeah i got you i got you but oh it was just frustrating that they overturned it especially after they missed the call against tice the the only thing i'll say about that is usually um you know when they make a call it has to be overwhelming evidence without like controversy to overturn it and you could argue there was a lot of controversy with that. So I mean, yeah, he punched him in the nuts. He, no, no, I'm talking about the the charge. Or oh, block. yeah, 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 exactly. It was just, I don't know. It was just frustrating to see Giannis potentially foul out twice, and then he just didn't at all. So it was, second time, I I was certain when I watched it happen, like in real time, I was like, yeah, oh my God. he just got him. Like that and they was awesome him too. Yeah, I don't know, man. That game just frustrated me through and through because obviously the Celtics played like crap in the first quarter, especially. So you can't blame the refs for anything. It was just Tatum wasn't good either. Tatum yeah. was good. Refs don't matter. That's all you got to say. Like it's there's nothing else you can really say. I mean, last night Celtics played better defense. Refs don't matter. Yeah. I mean, the refs, in, in all honesty, should not matter unless it's like a crazy like 
I think the only time this season that I've really said anything about the refs and like said that's the reason Celtics lost was Houston the first time. Okay, that's yeah. It. The one that's time it. I I remember was when um Kemba got ejected because that was a little oh, that ridiculous. Was that, that was, was awful. Ridiculous. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so bad. Yeah. That was tough. I mean, the thing uh, I was outraged at. Did you see the play against Nurkic that Tice had? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know Nurkic clubbed him, and they called the Valentine's that one. That, that was ridiculous. At the end of the game. Because that could have mattered, right? Like that could have been a huge deal. Uh, I mean, it, re- it could have, but like I, I think the game was still kind of out of reach by then. I don't know. It was ridiculous. The refs just hate Tice. I swear. Hate I don't him. get it. Tice looks fresh with his friggin' facial hair, though. I know. I think he looks looks fire. And he's playing good defense too when he doesn't get called. I love Tice. <sighs> Me too. I think. I hope his con- if his contract's up, they need to bring him back. Pretty sure he has one year left at least. But he's a beast. I think he could get. I'm nervous that he'll want too much because I think he could get a bag for another team, not like a big one, but like I'm like you know how Fred Van Vliet. Like, people are saying he could get a lot of money from a team like the Pistons and the Knicks. Like, he could get 20, 25 mil just because. He could, but, like, here's the thing. I feel like foreign players are more loyal for some reason. Okay. I just feel like they are. Like, I really can't think of, like, you know, you think about Dirk. He stayed. He was a superstar, though. That's, like, kind of different. But, like, there's, like, other guys, like, um... I'm trying to think. No, I know what you're saying, though. You know what I'm saying? like... Like... Generally, that's the the stigma. I, I guess I can understand that. I hope he stays. I think the Celtics will bring him back, or at least try to. It's just a matter of I don't know. I feel like Tice could get ten mil. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if the yeah. Celtics have that. Like, like I, even Luca. I think Luca said like he doesn't want to leave Dallas. Like, I mean, why would he? They're building around him perfectly. I think. Actually, right, no, they need they need more. Teams. They're like. I don't even think Porzingis would have been traded if it wasn't for the controversy around, you know, his off-the-court stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting that the Knicks suddenly cared about image, though. Yeah, literally. After their owner, Dolan. Crap. That's dope. I guess they have a, you know, historic franchise image to uphold for some reason. Do you think the Knicks are the biggest mess in the NBA? Pistons are pretty bad, too, man. Pistons the are brutal. The, Bulls the are only wrong. difference is they don't have the, you know, wear elite for no reason thing yeah. going for yeah. them. The Bulls are bad. They have the same number of, number of titles. Jim Boylan's terrible. The coach of the Bulls, he's just awful. That's embarrassing, man. Like, he doesn't even have control of his team. No. He's, like, getting blatantly disrespected by Zach, Zach Levine, did who isn't even that though? good. In my opinion, did? I think he's rated as hell. Do you see what they did, though? They were playing the Mavericks, right? Didn't they, like, start yelling at him or, like, not listening to what he was saying? So they are playing the Mavericks, and Daniel Gafford got hurt, right? Like, hurt bad, like, on the floor, grabbing his leg, like, can't move. And Rick Carlisle had to call the timeout because Boylan refused to. That guy's a dope. Dude, he's just a moron. Like, how do you not get your your players on the ground writhing in pain, and the other coach is going to have to call a timeout? That's just, like, oh, my God. That's just disrespectful. Of Rick Carlisle, in like the best way possible, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you want to get the player healthy, but like, that's just a terrible look for you as a coach and as a person. I wouldn't say it's disrespectful from Rick that's Carlisle. Not the word for it. That's not the word for it. It's it's, it's just um, like it's embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's like 
I'm trying to think of the word. There's a word for it. Like, ugh, I can't think of it. But it's just, it was a bad look for um, Boylan not to call a timeout. And he's just, I just think he's a bad coach, honestly. I just don't think he deserves to be the head coach of that team anymore. He doesn't have control of the locker room. And it's like, yeah, you don't even have, like, really great players on that team to, like, be disrespecting you. Hey, exactly. It's tough with the NBA because these players make way more money than the coaches do. Yeah. So, like, the players really, you know, they run the show. They, if they don't like who's running the show, then they will get them Let out. Let you know. Exactly, yeah. In college, it's different. You know, it's like the coach's program. He recruits everyone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't really follow college basketball or really watch it, but, like, that's a difference. And I kind of wish you had more of that type of feel in the NBA where people, like, if you go to San Antonio, you know people are going to respect Popovich. Yeah. I feel like it's starting to become people come to Boston, they respect Stevens because yeah. those guys – have proven that they are I mean Stevens less than Popovich by far, but you know, yeah. they've proven that they know what they're doing. They're I mean they're proving that they have a culture, a system that they've put into place that people want to be a part of. As far I as mean, Brad Stevens goes, his thing that really I think puts him over is he gets the most out of everybody on the team. If yes. you go play for the Celtics, you are gonna have the best basketball of probably your career. I agree. I mean all the good teams in the NBA I would argue have coaches that are really good at controlling the players like Budenholzer in Milwaukee like he's great as good as he's Giannis good is yeah but is good and, and it works because those guys Giannis is not a diva type player yes he's not but even yeah no he's very calm I feel like he's very easy to manage but even like LA I was gonna say like the Lakers Frank Vogels are doing a really good job like I would say he's doing a very good job at managing those egos and everything over there in LA I don't, I, I don't really know how much he has to do with that. Where, I don't know. It's it's tough because like LeBron's there, and I feel like LeBron has as much to say as he does. They're like equals. I suppose. I don't know. Frank Vogel's a good coach. He's a good coaching staff too with Kidd and everybody. Then Doc then Rivers got, in L.A. Doc Rivers is another guy that people probably respect. You know, yes. he's been doing it long enough to yes, where yeah. he's not, you know, going to get Spolstra. disrespected by players. Spolstra, Spolstra is another one. Great work. Uh, I'm trying to think of more. Um, Nick Nurse, great, great job in Toronto. I think he's earned the respect after last year. I think before that, I mean, if he was unfortunate enough not to have the players that he had, he could have got in a situation like that. I don't really know. I don't know the behind the scenes of really how brilliant certain coaches are and how much of an impact they make. Yeah. But, you know. And then speaking of Nick Nurse, Billy Donovan, first of all, one um great coach in OKC, doing great things out there, always has been. Um, Billy Donovan and Mike Budenholzer got voted co-coaches of the year by the Coaches Association, and Nick Nurse missed out on a three-way tie by one vote, and I think that's a crime. I think Nick that's, Nurse deserved it. That's not like the actual award, though. No, right? it's not, but still. Still. That's interesting that he missed out I on think Billy a three-way Donovan tie. deserves it the most. Yeah. That team was supposed to be, like, bottom three. And they're in the playoffs, oh, yeah. and they're yeah. a solid, solid team. They they could be a top four seed, honestly, if they kick it into gear a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, um, Brett Brown, he's on. He's on like uh, the. He's a bad coach, man. Yeah, Brett Brown. It's got to be a bad coach. He's lost control of that locker room. He's been a bad coach for years. He just he's had the talent. He had a great team last year. Uh, the year before when the Celtics beat them, they really should have been winners of that series with the oh, yeah. circumstances and. I, I don't know if it's his fault or, you know, he doesn't have the right players to listen to him. Like, you know, you got Ben Simmons and he's not shooting any threes. 
I don't know. It's just tough. But I mean, I feel like Brett Brown is not a good coach. No, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, people were saying that that about Brad Stevens last year too. So it's always uh, tough when he'd already proven that he's done something. Yeah, this is true. You know what I'm saying? It's not the ego thing. It's that you should be. Yeah. Like Brad Stevens has shown that he can bring a team. He's went to two Eastern Conference Finals now. With two different teams, like back to back years, like yeah, it was a yeah, completely yeah. different team. Yeah, I agree. The second year, they had all their star players injured. Yeah, I don't know. Coaching is very weird because, like you said, it a lot of it depends on the players, and a lot of it depends on how big their egos are. But in that 2018 run, it was really him carrying the team. That Philadelphia <laughs> series, that was all Brad. Yeah, yeah, good work by Brad there. I mean, he, he really his game plans are just and his inbound play is oh my god. So good. His I feel like Brad's play. a really great coach to have in the playoffs. I feel like he's like yeah. really smart. So like he's making those. I mean, every coach makes adjustments, but like he's making the best adjustments. Yeah, maybe and he's like, not the best regular season coach. Hence, why you see games like last night where they play down to the level of their team. But like it goes the other way too. Anytime the Celtics have a big game, they come to play. That Milwaukee game, they started slow. They battled all the way back, and they should have won. So mm-hmm. yep. It's because, like you said, he always gets the most out of every player. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, I feel like this is a good time to wrap it up. Uh, I look forward to watching the Nets tonight. Late game, 9 p.m., unfortunately. But I'm excited to see them hopefully gain some momentum back if they can manage to win. Uh, I'm Bannertown Jack on Twitter. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave it to Sam. Wrap All right. Up. We're done talking for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, this Sunday, I changed my Twitter. I'm now Bannertown Sam, no longer Parquet Press. Um, the Knicks are a poverty franchise. Don't forget it. We will talk to you Friday. Bye.